0: Audio Drama Insiders, the podcast giving you the lowdown on the most prolific and talented creators
1: in the industry. And now, here are your hosts, Craig Hart and Trisha Rose. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Audio Drama Insiders. My name is Craig Hart, and I'm here with my trustee co-host, Trisha Rose. Everything's going in your world, Trisha.
0: In this moment, everything is going very well.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I would be a lot better if spring could actually finally arrive and stay. It's sort of been teasing us. We had a really nice day. is last week and got to sit out on the back porch, all that good stuff. And I thought that we were all good. And then Monday rolled around and it was coats and hats all over again. So
0: yeah, I th- think in Michigan it's been raining for the past four weeks. So <laughs> we were moving a piano yesterday and guess what? It had to rain. So. Oh, no. Yeah, go figure.
1: (laughs) Did everything survive okay? (laughs) I think
0: so. We brought a tarp, so. I was
1: going to say, I guess water and pianos tend to not mix well. Yeah. Well, today we have Rachel Pulliam, who's the founder of Soul Twin Audios, whose tagline is, Stories Created Solely with a Vintage Soul in Mind. Rachel's been voice acting for audio dramas off and on for a number of years and played many different parts, including her favorite kind of role, the villain. Mine too. In addition to voice acting, she has produced a number of audio plays for studios such as Dream Realm Enterprises, The Sonic Society, The Mutual Audio Network, and the Narada Radio Company. Welcome, Rachel. How are you today?
2: I'm doing really well. Thank you for having me today.
1: Absolutely. Now, the tagline for Soul Twin Audios is, Stories created solely with the vintage soul in mind. What do you mean by the vintage soul?
2: Well, I selected the phrase vintage sold in order to pay homage to the old time radio theater. Uh, That's one of my main focuses for Salt Twin Audios. I like to recreate old time radio episodes such as Suspense, Escape. I'm also a bit of an old soul, and most of my listeners are from the older demographic. I mean, that isn't to say that I don't have, you know, younger audiences in their 20s and 30s listen, but at least according to my algorithms, uh, most of my demographic is uh, 50 and uh, older.
0: What do you think is the attraction to vintage audio dramas or, you know, the vintage stories, especially for a modern era what, what do you think keeps bringing people back to that?
2: I think that people just really love to reminisce about the past. And, you know, it's, I mean, it's kind of the same reason why people like to watch old classic TV shows or films like uh, film noir and that kind of thing. They just they get drawn into a specific time period or. The whole romance of it all, of living in the past and listening to these episodes just kind of help you to um, live it again for a little while, especially, I guess, if you've potentially never lived in that time period to begin with. But I mean, some people have an attraction to it also because they may have listened to it with a grandparent and listening to it reminds them of the good times they had with a loved one.
1: Yeah, I think those are good points too. And they're almost for me when I there's a sense of both for audio dramas and the old time radio and then old movies, as you mentioned, there's an innocence to those I find that seems to be missing from some of the newer things. Do you think that's um a valid point with that, or is that just something I've made up in my, in my own mind? No,
2: I, I that that's a, a very good point too. I would agree with you. I mean, today with the, with modern cinema and things, I mean, there's just so much violence and uh, crassness and using u- usage of uh, foul language and whatnot, and stories depicting topics that. Uh, In graphic, you know, I I agree with you about the, uh, you know, holding on to the innocence and, you know, hopefully uh, incorporating, you know, old traditional values at times in these old stories.
1: Yeah, There's a simplicity in the productions as well. How do you and your productions is are there specific techniques you use to try to mimic the sound of an old radio show? Because it's different than just. I would imagine, just grabbing a script and performing that. I would I would imagine there's something of an art to recreating that old sound as well.
2: Usually, I try and grab sound effects from. Um, oh gosh, I'm trying to think. Uh, when I uh, when I did Ghost Hunt, for instance, there was the sound of the old car from the '40s, and finding that, I think I might have even just grab the effect from the original episode because I couldn't find it anywhere else but yeah I mean just like getting the right sound effects now I don't usually add like static or anything to it because I um I had someone reach out to me and said and this person told me that they loved my stuff because you know they they can listen to these old shows now and it's 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 clean and they can they can hear it now because he's like having some hearing loss or something so yeah I definitely try to use the sound effects with the music um I uh I work with Ross Bernhardt who often works with uh, Pete Lutz over at Narada radio company and he uh he'll score things that Often mimic Bernard Bernard Herman and some of the old um, 20th century cinema composers, and uh, th- that's also how I try to incorporate uh, the old time timey vibe of the, the with the music.
0: It sounds great. I, I was wondering if um, there was even a way that you. Direct your actors because um, even they have an old timey sound themselves. Yeah, I mean, I often uh, if if the original
2: episode exists, I'll often have them listen to it, not to mimic the voices, but just to get a, to get a sense of the um, the inflections of the lines and so forth. And we do a lot of transatlantic accents uh, to really try and uh, mimic the. Uh, the nineteen thirties and forties and even fifties sound.
1: You're involved in a lot of different aspects of audio, acting, editing, producing. Which of those do you say would your it would be your favorite?
2: Oh my gosh! Um, well, I really love the opportunity to sit down and write scripts, um, and not necessarily not necessarily uh, old timey scripts, but I, I like. I just like writing the scripts and well I guess I guess you could say voice acting is a close second but I often take the other roles with the producing and the editing and so forth because what I do is typically passion projects and I just don't have the budget to go out and find somebody that can produce it for me but it's it's hard to really like Say one or the other, but <laughs> sorry if I'm rambling here.
1: No, not at all. <sighs> uh, would well, you? You mentioned passion projects. I guess when you're doing all of these different things, how do you maintain a passion for the project? Because I can imagine that would get very overwhelming.
2: It can. Um, I think what helps me a lot is the, the wonderful group of actors that I that I have worked with consistently, like Pete Lutz and John Bell and all of those people. Sometimes I have had a tendency to feel overwhelmed or feel like, you know, kind of like the world is closing in on itself, but these people are always there to just keep encouraging me, and uh, Dean T. Moody, for instance, he's gone pro, and he he's like, you know, I, I can't pay him, but he just loves working with me and loves working on my stuff, so, you know, I, I know that I can always reach out to him, and he'll... Uh, He'll have the lines for me. Do you record, uh, have your actors record separately or do they play off of each other? At this point, it's, it's so hard to get everybody in the same room, so to speak, like through a Zoom, a live, a live Zoom or Discord chat. I'm in the process of producing uh, a lost script from Suspense, Rope, from, you know, the, like the Hitchcock movie. And it, it only has a cast of four. And I really, really wanted to get people, you know, the, the whole cast to get together, but unfortunately, with real life circumstances and stuff, it it just it wasn't able to happen. So what I did, what I ended up doing in that case was I worked with them individually. You know, we kind of rehearsed together, and then uh, now I'm just waiting for them to get back with me and send me their lines separately. One of these days, I'm going to be able to get everybody in the same room. Like i I'm a little envious of people like Larry Groby from Project Audion and even Pete Lutz, who can just, I don't know, he just sends out an email, and can you guys get together at these times and you know, and he just makes it happen. And I don't know how he does it, but he does. and it's like that's one of those things I wish that um, that I could do.
1: When you get lines that are sep- that are recorded separately, have you ever had to reach back out and say, "This doesn't work"? Can you please record this line again?
2: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that does that does happen from time to time, and usually it's you know it's it's not really a big deal. Uh, to try and circumvent that issue from happening, I uh, I get them to give me multiple takes of a line so that hopefully at some you know hopefully one of the lines will work with everybody else's uh, another thing that I've done in the past is if someone's really struggling with finding their voice for the role I'll send them the other actors part so that they can at least listen to it to work off of so I, I have done that in the past
1: now you have a, obviously a passion for for audio drama you've been in it for a while you've played a lot of different roles where do you think audio drama is going as an industry
2: a lot of people seem to think that we're just such a small niche group of people that some people think that it's it's a dying industry. But I have to disagree with that because you have companies like Big Finish and uh, even Audible that are, you know, taking these full cast productions and making it making it work. Now with like a company like Big Finish, for instance, they're kind of surveying, I guess you could say, what the audience, what the listening audience wants. Uh, like, for instance, their Doctor Who line, they'll take that, and you know, they've they've been, gosh, producing Doctor Who for years, and you know, people people just seem to like it. And I'm I'm totally guilty of not having the the chance of being able to listen to everybody's stuff. But like, for instance, there's a podcast called. I don't know if this is their actual podcast name, but I think it's called Archive 81. And the popularity of that is just so strong that they took it and pitched it to Netflix. And then Netflix took it and turned it into an entirely different you know, medium, a visual, a, a whole series. And because of that, it's it's almost like if you can get in the door that way, then you'll get these people that really like to love to watch the TV show or the, the the um the miniseries or what have you, and they'll be like, "Oh my gosh, that's so cool!" Now I have to go back and listen to the podcast.
1: Yeah, it's funny. We were talking with uh, J.D. Sutter on the last podcast, and we were mentioning how some of the big companies, um, studios, for example, were starting to get into the audio drama space somewhat. And they were calling it all various types of things as if they had discovered something new. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like, hate to tell you this, it's been around for a while.
2: (laughs) Oh, exactly. Uh, One of the things that uh, that I want to do at Saltwin Audios, even though it's with the vintage soul in mind, is try to come up with things that maybe more people would like, more mainstream stuff. I've got this horror serial that I'm working on that is completely original that I've been working on for a little while. And I'm also bringing in um, a friend of mine named, uh, his his name is Alexander Woundedside, and he's got a, what he calls an audio drama anime. So basically, he's got an audio drama serial, which I, I guess if you like had an anime on and you you had the, picture turned off you know that's that's what you would that's what you would hear that's that's what he's trying to I guess accomplish and uh his is called Cataclysm Black and um I've agreed to basically let him host that over at uh, at my at my company because people especially the the younger generation loves anime so I wanted to give him that opportunity and, you know, I thought maybe it'd be kind of like a win-win, you know, I'd try to get him a little bit more exposure and maybe he could give me some more listeners that might come in and listen to his stuff and then like some of my stuff and even maybe old time radio theater.
1: It seems like most people that I introduce to audio drama end up liking it to one degree or another. And so it seems to me that one of the biggest problems we face in the industry is just education of the public about what it is. How do you go about marketing your work?
2: That's something that I admit I struggle with because it's um, it, it really isn't easy. And my audience is quite small at the moment. But, you know, I, I do know people like Larry Groby from Project Audion, and um, mostly I'm trying to submit episodes for, you know, from Saltone Audios to companies like Mutual Audio Network and the Narada Radio Company and that kind of thing. And we just kind of network that way with people I already knew that maybe have a stronger following i've also tried to send my promos and trailers to other people that tend to have a more of a an active following like there's a i think his name is James i think it's James Taylor i think uh he's got a series called my amazing woman and it's about a superhero of some kind i don't i don't quite know all about it i need to actually sit down and listen to it but yeah, he's got a, a good following, and he's kind of offered to um, to help me you know, with with some you know some exposure anyway. But like in regards to other things, you know, I, I try to promote the the new episodes in various Facebook groups, like um, audio drama auditions or you know old time radio theater. I've even I've I started a uh, Facebook group specifically for old time radio companies, or I mean, companies that create old time radio episodes like I do. We don't have a huge following yet. But you know, we we do have quite a few people that have joined. And uh, so so that's good that we can, you know, try to help each other out that way. I'm interested in checking that out. Oh, I'll have to. I'll have to send you the link. Yeah. Did, oh, thank you. <laughs>
1: did I join that? I think I did.
2: You may have. I'll have to send I'll, you I'll the I'll link if, if I... no, I, yeah. you check though. But no, yeah, I would.
1: You know, as a community, I think one of the keys to getting our work out there is to help each other, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and I have found that to be you know mostly true too. That if you reach out to somebody, they're usually more than willing to to help you out in whatever way that they can. And that's important as a community, especially one that again suffers from a lack of, I think, public education in term you know, in terms of what we're trying to do and, and what we offer. But once people right. know about it, they tend to they tend to enjoy it. Like, oh that's that's really neat. You know, like a movie yeah. for my mind. Yay. Exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, Rachel, how can people find out more about you online?
2: Okay. So um they can go to anchor.fm slash soultwinaudios. That's soul spelled S-O-L-E. I think it also is on Spotify.
1: Yeah, check it out. When I like, think I've told you before, my favorite episode so far is the short order that You've done. I really enjoyed that one because I heard the original, not when it was originally broadcast, mind you. <laughs> <But> right. <laughs> you, I, you. <laughs> I had to hear that, and then I heard yours, and it's like that's a real, that's a really good reproduction of what what they did. It was uh, originally a suspense, right?
2: Yes. I'd um, most of my episodes I tend to recreate are from suspense because I it's probably my favorite. That, and I um, had the luck of uh, of getting. Uh, another composer David Kraus he did a reimagining of the of the music that i use for the opening and the closing of the of each episode so apart from Ross Bernhardt anytime i do a, a suspense episode i include david Krauss's intro and closing theme in there
1: well stay tuned at the end here folks are going to have to play we're going to play some trailers from from Rachel's work. Rachel, thank you so much for joining us on Audio Drama Insiders.
2: Thank you so much. Nice to meet you. All
1: right. <laughs> Bye.
2: Bye.
0: Coming soon to Soul Twin Audios.
2: You seem to get the business. Of course, you got a terrific location.
1: People come here to
2: eat, and I see that they get to. Hamburger and coffee. Did you see that man's face? It's enough to haunt your dreams.
1: Kind of made you nervous, didn't he, Mr. Bailey? Short Order, starring Joe Stofko,
0: Skyman, and Robin Robbins. A remarkable tale of suspense. Rachel Pulliam brings you old-time radio theater for Soul Twin Audios. Stories created solely with the vintage soul in mind look for us at anchor.fm slash soul twin audios that's s-o-l-e twin audios
2: soul twin audios stories created solely with the vintage soul in mind
1: You have to tell him about the way you've let it all drop. You have to tell him a tremendous lot. It's far worse than I dreamed. They're lost. My own children believe that I am a murderer. My father was afraid of this spell.
2: I shall make it real. You can see her
0: very thoroughly. She believes in life and in living. I was just thinking what a horrible thing it would be. For that belief of hers to be smashed. The turn of the script. Ring once for death. Fugue in C minor. Rope. Coming soon to Soul Twin Audios. Greetings, loyal listeners. This is Vincent the Reaper Tierney with a special announcement. Tierney's Tales of Terror will once again hold a writing competition for spine-tingling tales written by you to be featured on my program. For a second time, I am opening my crypt. To allow outside horrors to enter and give me nightmares of my very own. <laughs> Write an original, spooky, but family friendly story involving the supernatural, not to exceed 30 minutes in length. Join us, won't you? If you dare. <laughs> Look for us at anchor.fm slash
2: soultwinaudios. That's S-O-L-E, Twin Audios.